Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Brown Petri Dish. It's uh, been a while, I think a couple weeks since we've released an episode. We just kind of took it easy for the holidays, and plus, you know, not everybody's wanting to run over to my house in Kyak Falls and do a podcast during the holidays. So, uh, we did what we did last year, which is an end of the year wrap-up episode. Um, this year it is with uh, Jimmy Killies and Bob McClure. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, we did New Year's resolutions and all that corny stuff. And uh, it was fun. But uh, we'll get back to our regular programming soon. Uh, but for now, enjoy this special long episode with two of our favorite guests. Have a great week, everybody. God, he made it. It's weird that his name's Jimmy on here. I think he's given up. <laughs> he's given up. <laughs> What's up? What's up? You gave up on James? James? Like the name. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Your name's Jimmy on here. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I, I changed it. That's my name. That's, that's my that's my legal name. Oh, hell yeah. Does it say it on your license? Uh, it says, uh, I don't need a license. It says <laughs> oh, suspended? <God. laughs> yeah. So my first name is suspended. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if that, would, if that were true. <laughs> I'm a fantastic driver. I've never had a DUI. I've never had a speeding ticket. I've never been in an accident. Yeah, I've never um, had a either. I should have a lot, but no. I've never even ran a red light. That is false. I um, always pay my parking meter. <laughs> that is false. Now you're lying. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for joining me here to get today, guys. Yeah, um, thanks for having us, Jimmy. You're welcome. You're welcome. Glad to Bob, be here. Bob looks like like a, the dude that's the dude that's running Skynet. Or something. Right now. Like, <laughs> no, I'm running. Like, I'm running FTX, the crypto exchange. Now he looks like he's about to like yell at a middle schooler while playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say I've never done that. Oh, dude, back. I used to. I used to uh, type out insults on the PlayStation on the PlayStation Three. God, how pissed do you have to be to fucking type Madden off? How fast can you spell the N-word, John? John got it down to a science. He was was (laughs) the quickest. He set it up for quick keys. If you press yeah, N and up on his little arrow thing, it just spells the N-word out. Dude, I was uh, and it just came up. I was uh, suggested. I was going I was going to the bathroom one day and downstairs in my parents' basement when I was living with them. Uh, this was like fucking ten years ago, and uh, my I hear my buddy Mike just like dying laughing in the other room, and I'm like, "What the fuck is he watching?" 
And then I come out, and he's not even watching anything. He's just reading all the messages that I've sent people on PlayStation. <laughs> it's like me telling kids that I'm going to fuck their mom and shit like that. Like, Did you? That's, oh, that's a productive use of your time. Dude, it's just I, I would get so pissed because I was really good at Madden, and I would get pissed. <clears throat> little kids, These little kids would get on and just, like, pick Vince Young and just, like, run around. And fucking, and fucking, like, run around until the coverage broke down and threw a 50-yard touchdown pass. It was so stupid. I used to get so pissed off. The worst like thing your, I ever um, said to anybody on, like, Xbox Live was I sent this kid a message that it was like, your parents said it wasn't your fault, but you are the reason that they got divorced. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've told kids like- that their mom doesn't love them and shit like that. Like, that's, that's pretty. What was the worst thing they said to you? Um, I feel I like middle school I, kids are mean. I don't think I can it say said, that. John, you suck at comedy. And then he just started calling him the word. No. I like your um, Deshaun Watson uh, poster in the background, Brandon. First of all, that's Nick Chubb. So get, <laughs> you, should get that for, that's right. you should get that for Christmas. Sounds like Jimmy can't identify black people appropriately. He just mixes oh, them yeah. up a lot. Yeah, they all look alike, right, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. It's not true at all. Mild <laughs> tables have turned. <laughs> Uh, you're so racist. That, Bob dude, wears glasses one, and was able to identify that, Nick Chubb. You're the one that confused Nick Chubb for Deshaun Watson. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Deshaun Watson. That's the only brown player right now. Those thighs are way too big to be Deshaun Watson's thighs. I can see them from here. A massage therapist would never get her hands around those thighs. No. It's just not, <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, man. The people were crazy that went to that game this week, dude. Saturday, man. It was. Right? Said, Did you go? No, hell no, dude. It doesn't mean any. If it was like playoffs on the line, I'd probably go. But like when the game doesn't mean anything, I'm not sitting in in feels like negative fifteen degrees. Fuck that. Wow, not I a real Ravens fan. one, and it was not rough, a real man. fan. Your whole personality is a lie, dude. What's funny is my whole, like my whole twenties and before that, even like I would always be like. I'd always be like the outdoor stadium. This is Cleveland football. It gives us a home field advantage. Now I'm 36 and I'm like, build a fucking dome, please. Like I'm ready. <laughs> I still kind of like the cold weather games, man. <laughs> no, I, I think they're fun. That, Did you go, it's, Brandon? Not to the most recent one. No, I went to oh, the okay. Ravens game. I've never yeah. been to a dome stadium. Are they nice? Are they like humid? yes, very? Yeah, dude, the one in feels like. The one in Minnesota, like the actual temperature was negative one outside for this mm-hmm. last game. But they have like in their downtown area, they have like heated walkways. So you don't even have to like be outside. And then and then it goes straight to the stadium, which is a dump. <laughs> so like you could get out of your car and throw your jacket in your car and run to the fucking tunnel. And, and just well, wear a t-shirt. Cool. And, yeah. yeah, we should do that. That'd be that's, that sounds way better. Yeah, just build covered heated walkways to the inside. Dude, in Cleveland, do you know how fast those walkways <laughs> would smell like pee? Yeah. Like, people yeah. would just pee in those. Ju- I mean, just to say they did. It would be I like mean, a like, passage. I mean, I just feel like that, they were the first to do it, even. I feel like that's every big city, though. I don't know. Like, every every big city has, has the same problems, I think. Yeah, there's almost everywhere. It's It's a real... That's not that big of a deal. I, I would say it's I, like camping. I would say I mean, I've seen worse homeless problems than we have by far. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah we're not the worst city. I think we're supposed to say unhoused. 
guys. Yeah, it's unhoused now. Unhoused. I don't like that. I don't like that whole. That sounds the same. <laughs> I don't like that unhoused. It does. It is stupid, dude. It is. It is. That sounds really so dumb. Or when, so people say una- <laughs> when they say unalive on TikTok and Instagram instead of like killed themselves or like suicide. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds kind of funnier. So fucking dumb. There's Don't say that. that it's, it's like there's some stuff that it's like people try to like make more progressive where it's like nobody asked. Nobody asked. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's yeah. un- nobody nobody cared. It's fine. What but, you're making better, it was it wasn't bad in the first place. Like but the whole Latin I think the, the I Latin think little people is like, a Latinx, like ask any Latin person, they they laugh. Like, it's, yeah. it's, they nobody it uses like that. A, it sounds like an X Men character. Yeah, the, the people of color. It's like that sounds like we're just saying the old racist way. Like that. Yeah. P- yeah. Right. Uh, POCs. That sounds like a slur. Yeah. Yeah. It, does. it is. It is funny to me some of the shit that people come up with to try to be more appropriate. Whenever it's really like the people who you're doing this for don't want it. <laughs> like, and like, who decides this? Like, is there is there like a like a board that talks this over and, Tumblr. and puts it out? Tumblr does. Tumblr. Go Biden. Well, that's exactly what I didn't know Tumblr was still a thing. Me either. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's kind of like that that John Armstrong bit about the syrup. I love that fucking bit. But it's like, yeah, (laughs) nobody asked for you to take these black people off of their, off of the products that they're on. (laughs) We just asked you to stop killing people. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, how are you guys' holidays going? Uh, all right. Yeah. Get any fun gifts? Uh, flannels. Uh, flannels. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. Flannels. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell um, I got a Bartesian. At least I think that's how you pronounce what? it. A what? It's basically a Keurig for mixed drinks. Oh. I haven't tried it yet because the pods, I guess they're like, they take forever to show up in the mail. So I got nine days until I can try the damn thing, but I'm looking forward to seeing how it I, turns out. It's a, I, pods have, I have so many questions. Yeah. I had a lot too when I un- unwrapped it. Uh, pods don't have alcohol. You, you choose your own alcohols and there's little like assigned slots for the alcohols with like a little pump that goes in each one. Like a and whiskey slot, like a gin slot, like stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. And then you get these pods and you drop them in and then it reads some kind of barcode on the top of it. And then it just makes whatever kind of drink that pod is set up to make. Is it, is it like, are the pods like mixers then? Yeah, I think they're like, uh, like real specific mixers. Like, I mean, if uh, you want to talk like, about finding solutions to problems that don't exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, that, it would be cool. That's it would be cool if the pods had the alcohol in them because I imagine it's just like a powder. Yeah, probably, or or like a liquid in some that cases. That might be a pretty fun party. You know what I have seen that is pretty sweet is uh, <laughs> there's they're like these cube shaped things and it's for rolling joints and it'll like it'll like roll a joint for you and spit it out. It's like a Keurig for uh for fucking doobers. I mean, I oh, that's that. kind of tight. That's yeah. cool. Like I an automated know. joint machine. Yeah. Like a- Dude, Pretty much, try to, you're try for doobers, man. Try to roll joints with these fat thumbs, dude. It doesn't work. <laughs> hey, no, I use cones, man. Work. I'm too old. I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I don't do drugs because um, I walk uh, in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's what I really want right, you dude. guys to talk about today. Yeah, Jesus's birthday. That yeah, yeah. Did you go to church? 
Jesus. Uh, it's not even like most historians agree that Jesus would have been born in the summer. That's and that Christmas, like just, Christmas there, just exists to coincide with a pagan holiday. Dude, That's mom, how most of the holidays were. I guess. Jesus's birthday. Make it easier to train. Whatever. I'm going to eat pagans. my tacos. My mom, tried, <laughs> <laughs> my mom tried to get me to go to midnight mass. Um, and I, and I declined. And then, uh, she, she said that she watched a midnight mass on TV. Um, did she tell you how disappointed your Nona would be? No. And she said that, uh, she said that she recorded it if I wanted to watch it later. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then she got real upset because I joked about it. (laughs) You're not going to watch the TiVo of fucking, you can fast forward through all the commercials, dude. You still have I don't it? Think there's commercials. Like, what about when they ask for up. fucking donations and shit, dude? You can fast forward right through that. It's not well, fucking, don't spoil it, Bob. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's not televangelist. <laughs> it's fucking Catholic Church. Spoiler alert. At the end of the book, Jesus comes back. Dude, Ernest Angley, there's the best somebody, chapter. There's somebody that lives on Broad Boulevard. I don't know if it's like his family or something. But they oh that big sign yeah dude did he live there like what they're like yeah he's buried here that they have like the big flashing lights dude I don't know man but it was like, my was favorite grave my favorite like, Ernest Angley story yeah. is that he got caught on audio he was uh he like pissed off some deacon's wife so the deacon started recording their conversations and the deacon was like what about that time that I caught you in your marital bed with that guy and you were wiping cum off your hands and Ernest Angley's fucking old ass gay voice is just like, I didn't make him cum. <laughs> I did not make him cum. <laughs> so you're it's, gay like, I wish that could be my ringtone. It's just Ernest Angley going, I didn't make him cum. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, the holidays don't really like I don't mean much to me anymore. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's weird. Like, I just, like, go over to my brother's house for dinner, and uh, we do Christmas at my mom's house, like, the week before. So it's, like, it doesn't really have the same ring that it used to. I don't know. You've got I that mean, guy that good. works for you, and it's, like, kid is on crutches or whatever, and you're, like, nah, work on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I enjoy it. Like, it's just, it's just, we don't, I, I miss the, uh, before my grandma died, we always had, like, the big family Christmas Eve party and shit, and we just don't do that anymore, so it, it sucks a little bit, but whatever. It's still, I still got a good bottle of wine, and uh, I got a Baby Yoda Christmas or a uh, baby Yoda cookie jar, which I'll probably nice. never use for cookies, but it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What did you get, Brandon? Oh, you got that dumb Keurig machine thing. You what say did you get dumb Haley? until it works out. What did you get, Haley? I got her a few things. She a really ring? Wanted, no, she really a wanted ring. a Whitney Houston pop Funko, <laughs> probably more than the ring. Uh, so I got her this Whitney Houston pop Funko that she wanted, and like a Pandora thing and like uh, an office gingerbread house thing. And we you're aggressively average sized penis. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's aggressively, aggressively averaged. Um, The solid thing was I I got her a bottle of uh, Bailey's like s'mores Bailey's. And I was kind of impressed because she's been taking just straight shots of it. And isn't Bailey's like, Point five. There's like barely any alcohol. Please. You would, yeah. I said the same thing. Um, her friends seem to agree with her, so I guess she's just gonna drink the bottle of Bailey's by itself. You put it in like whiskey and stuff, right? I would have put it in like hot chocolate, maybe, or like 
coffee. Yeah, but then you also have to put you have to put like a real liquor in when you mix it, right? Normally, I, I thought Bailey's was like it's like a liqueur. Like, I'm just glad I'm not the only one on this team. I would just take the label off and put the uh, put a schnapps label on there. Is that any better? <laughs> Is it really any better? I think it's the same thing. That's all schnapps was was fucking Bailey's. I was confused. I mean, each to their own, you know, no judgment if anybody drinks Bailey's straight from the bottle, but just shocking. I, it was it was news to me. I drink Bailey's out of a shoe because I'm old Greg. Old Greg. That makes more <laughs> sense. I've never had I've never had uh I've never had Bailey s'mores before though, so I don't know. That sounds good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah, but I, I agree with Jimmy. I'd put it in some coffee. Right? Yeah, put it in something. Um but yeah, man. Uh New Year's you guys doing anything? I don't know. I think I might be on a show. Um I was uninvited from the party. On New Year's, <laughs> you that, that's that's pretty on brand for you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? I, I was invited to a party, and I'm pretty sure I am unwelcomed at this party. Uh, I got blackout drunk on um, Christmas, like the night of Christmas Day, like after my family shit. Met up with some friends at a particular karaoke bar, um, where I like to get into altercations and. Uh, I was just being like, like Bob said, on brand, just just drunk, being a menace, and uh, I didn't know the people I was fucking with were uh, my friends' friends who invited me to the party because I don't know them. And uh, the, the, the dude was real mad and was like, oh, "You're not welcome at my house on New Year." All right, <laughs> sounds like Oops. sounds like someone's house I wouldn't want to be at, anyways. Yeah, I didn't really want to go. I I found like better plans. And yeah. I was on. Um, I kept booping this guy on the nose and he didn't like it. Um, and so I kept doing it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. The I love that, like, the reason you piss people off is always like the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, being uh, someone on the nose, like, what the fuck? He was, he was just like, because you've done do things that. that are like way worse than that, and that's yeah. never what gets anybody. <laughs> he was like he was like you're gonna do that to the wrong person and they're gonna kill they're gonna fucking kill you and i was like yeah, maybe but remember when i did it to those bikers well, they didn't kill me i'm fine <laughs> but yeah that's how i was i was on it i was uninvited to a draw so so no not really i don't really have any plans i think i'm going i'm doing a show in ravenna and i don't know what i'm doing okay so if you guys want to hang out I'm probably, uh, yeah, I'm probably. I'll kiss you at midnight, John. Probably gonna do funny stop. Um, what's the show they're at? It's that Midwest comedy tours, like Austin, Austin and Jake and uh, uh, Becky. Yeah, is that the thing? Like uh, Ray Highclack is like all excited no. for. No, 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 no. That's the. It's not those guys. That would be the offend everyone tour with. Oh, okay, that already happened. No, it's coming up. Um, it's, okay. uh, I actually, I actually will go to that show because I want to see, I've never seen Louis J. Gomez do comedy. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's Aaron Berg and the last time they came to town, fucking everyone that went to that show got COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. But that was like the whole, that was like the whole compound media crew. It was like Anthony Cumia and, uh, Gino, whatever his name is. I don't know. I never liked those guys, but I, uh, 
I do like I I don't listen to Legion of Skanks, but I listen to I listen to Bonfire, and I feel like uh, I feel like it's one of Big J's best friends. So maybe I should give him a chance. I don't know, <laughs> um, but uh, I did I did hear about. I want to look up the episode on YouTube. Um, they had an episode of Legion of Skanks where I guess Louis J. Gomez did an interview with some Fox News reporter about comedy and and uh he, either she asked him about uh Dave or or he said do you want to interview Dave he would be great for this and he was talking about Dave Smith who's on Legion of Skanks and she thought he was talking about Dave Chappelle and mm-hmm. so she texted Dave Smith while they were on the air on Legion of Skanks text Dave Smith and um and was like was like thinking he was Dave Chappelle and so they called Dan Soder and had her call the number and they had Dan Soder do his Dave Chappelle impression to talk to this Fox News reporter and she completely bought it like it was <laughs> it is <laughs> my uh my fox news disciple father will send me fucking he'll text me links all the time from fox news's website that's like comedian says cancel culture is gonna fucking ruin america and like <laughs> comedians are gonna wind up in concentration camps and i'm just like ah check your sources old man no i think i think uh i think it's i think it's uh it's been proven in the past year um, that you can push the, that you still can push the boundaries and um, say basically whatever you want, as long as it's well-written. As mean, long as it's funny, nobody yeah. cares. This I think the reason people jumped down on Dave Chappelle so hard is because he was kind of punching down for like four albums. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Promised he had stopped talking about trans people, but then like yeah, yeah. two more specials talking yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I mean Shane Gillis. Like, if if a lot of those jokes in his special, like, weren't as well written as they are, they definitely could have been taken the wrong way. Oh and, yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah. Um, even just his delivery, like his, like when he's talking about his dad uh, being a Fox News dad and like what and how they act when they hang out together, like it's it's obvious sarcasm because of the way that he delivers it, but it's like, you know, he also, he also brings like people in to be like, like, it's not just my, it's every, it's everybody's dad. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah. he says that, you know, so yeah. like everybody's a part of the joke. Yeah. So all of your dads are Fox news dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it is weird. It, I gotta say it is weird. Uh, having a dad on the other side of things. Cause it's like, it's like my dad is a CNN dad, and uh, dad's, your dad's liberal. Yeah, and he and he. He's uh, but CNN, CNN is not liberal. Like that's a that's a definitely a, a a like misunderstanding that the right has pushed to the point where people believe it. It was never. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've been yeah. seeing the right say that. I was like, wait, I always thought CNN was like very conservative. Yeah, they, no, no MSNBC is the fox of the left. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of. Not really though, because they don't like make up shit. Like, I mean, Dude, I mean all the, the news is made up, man. It's still news. By the propaganda machine. 
Um, but CNN is more, um, I, I would call them like right down the middle, but they're more uh, sensationalist than anything else. So they cover whatever they think is going to get the most ratings, basically. Like that's that's CNN. Um, like, like there's all kinds of shit going on today. And I turn on the TV downstairs and for 45 minutes on CNN, they're just talking about the immigration issue. Like they don't talk about any, they don't go to any other subject because they know it's like, well, in fairness, Greg Abbott, like knowingly violated several federal laws and endangered the lives of several people to like score cheap fucking yeah, but they've been points doing with horrible people. Yeah. But they've been doing that for six months, shipping, shipping immigrants across the country to, to, uh, liberal enclaves to prove a point. Um, and it's just, and I mean, he did it in the freezing cold this time, but it's still like the, those stories that have come up in the past, they have figured out that those stories get huge ratings. So they just fucking hammer it. I mean, there's all kinds of shit they could have been reporting today. They could have spent 10 minutes on immigration and then moved on to something else, but they just keep fucking hammering <laughs> the same point home constantly. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know what the fuck got me on that tangent, but, um, I don't know the, the whole thing with the woke cancel culture shit and comedy is all bullshit. It's hack road comic shit. Um, it's, it's yeah, I feel like when people say, like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. It's just like, no, you just said something like just mean and not funny. Yeah. Just like from a very bitter place. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh no, you have to try now. Like, you actually, yeah. you have to write good jokes. You can't just, yeah, like, you can't just, just pull a, a a guy that a guy that was just here a couple of weeks ago who does a fucking six minute opener where he walks through the audience smoking a cigarette to go up on stage after the end of this fucking like heavy metal song and do a hacky gay joke. Like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that shit anymore. Or be like, dude, my fucking bitch of a life, yeah, like. Yeah, dude, it, I mean, it's, it's simple. It's the fact that there are so many comics now. Like, you have to be... Yeah, you have to stand out. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem, too, is I think a lot of people try to have some kind of, like, shock culture, be, be able to, to do a joke that they think is going to work that nobody else can land, and then that leads you to just doing some weird, shitty joke that no one likes. Then that same person ends up saying, oh, the wool culture, it's killing comedy. It's well, there's this trend in jokes. comedy now, too. I don't know if you guys have noticed as much as I have, where you get all these like 21 and 22 year old fucking fresh faced, blonde haired, blue eyed kids that go up on stage and they think that comedy is like saying rape and like talking about abortion and like. Dude, are you kidding me? That's That's literally every open. That's every fucking brutal, dude. And it's all the same fucking guy. He's like, no, I've listened to fucking Joe Rogan for two years. Mm-hmm. I can do fucking stand-up comedy. Why don't chicks like rape? And it's like, fuck, what is wrong with you, dude? Uh, I think that's, dude, I think that's just beginner. Like, I I mean, I was yeah. I was like that. I, I wasn't like that. I don't think I had a deep joke when I first started. But I was really trying to be, like, really edgy. And, like, a lot of people, when they start off, they're just like, oh, I'm going to be as offensive and shocking as I can because... They, they think like, oh, I can say whatever I want. They realize like, no, you got to be funny you yeah. know, to, to get away with it. And uh, but that but I, I don't know. A lot of people grow out of it or those guys like, don't pass. Yeah. Like as a queer comic, I don't mind queer jokes and I don't mind people talking about like LGBTQIA plus like stuff. What what bothers me is uh, using it as a punchline or using it like 
like yeah. for a super cheap laugh. Like if you make a very good, like if you make a funny joke about queer issues, I'll sit there and go, that's a funny joke that I think that's, that's good. That's a good joke. I hate but if you get up there and the, like the whole punchline of your joke is just saying faggot like that. I have a huge problem with you sound because so that's not dude, funny. I, you're I'm just, the, you're I'm just being like, mean. And how many, yeah. like, do people really get I, laughs with that stuff? Anymore? I hate it any trans like... joke. I hate any trans joke just because they all end the same way. Like that Afro man song was like, she whipped out a dick that was bigger than mine. It's like, it's so unoriginal. Like, I've yeah. never heard like a funny original. You're just being like transphobic. I, 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 I agree. I can't stand well, it. But if it's funny, I agree I, with you, Jimmy. I totally agree with you. But it is, but it is, uh, it is. It is doable to do a trans joke. It's just not doable to do a trans. I've worked with trans comics. They're very funny and they talk yeah. very openly and very honestly yeah, oh, yeah. about trans. You have like talk. Aaron Moore. Aaron Moore is a very funny trans comic from Los Angeles. Well, she's originally from out here, but from like I met her in Los Angeles. She's very, very, very funny doing bits about being a trans woman. And it's honest and it's it's mm-hmm. real and it's very yeah, funny. That's, what that's bugs me is like these fucking kids and so and a lot of times too it's not even kids it's like older dudes who are older getting up dudes. there and being like yep. fucking trailer, you don't know what bathroom to use write a joke you fucking hack remember I'm fucking, yeah. something that remember really fucking remember fucking larry when we told him i was just thinking about that we, we oh, told damn. him we told him to like we told him something about like about like changing up his material a little bit because it was like way too conservative who's this larry that used, used to, to run a grindstone, grindstone. Yeah. And then he did like uh and then he did like ten minutes of just like trans this, trans that and like there, there really wasn't a punchline. It was just him with the microphone saying, I don't understand trans people on stage. He was and he had like the cognitive ability of like Joe Biden. He sounded a lot like he didn't know where he was. Here's he the was- thing though. If you do if you do if you do a joke about that it can be funny if you do a joke about how you don't understand trans people, but it's yeah. got to be coming from an honest place and it's got to be written. It's in a place be, where you're like willing to learn. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's got to be written you know, well yeah. to where, to where like, it's funny. Like it's, you know, like that's the main, I'm just saying nine out of 10 times where like a cis dude writes a trans joke. It's literally, it's either they about having a big dick yeah. or not knowing what bathroom it is. And it, uh, when I hear it at my open mic, it makes me want to put a gun in my mouth. Yeah, dude. When I, because I've heard that joke ten thousand times. I went to the bathroom and I looked, and she was next to me. You know, like yeah, I was like, wow, yeah, dude. Shit like that. Um, it is, it is stuff like that, and um, that, and uh, the uh, um, the trans stuff, and the like. The really hacky, like older road comic shit, really gets on my nerves. Still, that they're still doing it and getting booked is the the fucking participation trophy shit and like oh, uh, allergy, yeah. allergy he, shit. My whole There's issue with participation trophies is I grew up in the generation that got them. Does anybody remember asking for one ever? No, in no. your life, you ever it was always like, hey, you give, it? you give the fucking parks department one hundred and fifty dollars. And you get a hat and a T-shirt and a trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, that well, was their the selling point. And here's the thing: is you can. That's 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 what I want to get to, though. Is that proving the point that you can 
tell a funny joke about a hacky subject, and that is Bill Squire has a great joke about participation trophies because he took a completely different angle on it. It's about how the 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 trophy stores made out on it. Oh yeah, yeah I heard it's a yeah. great yeah, it's a great fucking joke. But you can do that with anything. Like like uh, we're doing that joke thing where we we send each other words to write a joke with. And uh, Kevin Morrison sent me the word yoga pants, and I was like, fuck, how am I going to do this in a way that's not what everybody else has already done, you know? And it's, <laughs> it's and my angle that I took with it is that, like, I want to lose enough weight to make yoga pants fashionable on dad bods. Like, that's that's something I haven't heard before. I'm going to be real with you guys. Yoga pants are comfortable as shit. <laughs> I, when I, my <laughs> wife and I did Halloween dresses each other. And I wore yoga pants, and I'll be honest with you guys, I lounge around the house in those things. They are comfortable. I, I was not expecting you to say you're wearing Aren't, no. uh, yoga pants just like Under Armour for women? I have no idea what they are, but they're super the comfortable. Yeah. Pete Holmes had that, had like a five minute bit in his last, in his, uh, Dirty Clean on HBO about, uh, about wearing Lululemon. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious. But, but yeah, I'm sure they are fucking comfortable. I've never worn a pair, but I'm, Oh man, I gotta be honest with you guys. I get it. I 100% get it. I totally I just don't get want it. to be objectified. Yeah, I don't want people That's to be like, oh my god, look at that ass. Look at, look at that ass. Yeah. <laughs> I can almost see it. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so, as far as uh, where are we at? Like half an hour or something like that. Um, as far as uh, comedy, what what was uh, what was one of your guys's uh, favorite moments in comedy this year that you had? Um, uh, probably doing my successful house show. At a house show it was a lot of fun. You guys were there. Yeah, that was Dude, great. That was I think fun. you were out of time. clap, 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 clap. I don't know if we have a clap sound effect, so I'm just going to say clap, 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 clap. Uh, that and um, it's funny you brought up uh, what was what was her name? Aaron, Aaron Moore. Aaron Moore, yeah. Uh, when I did when I did um, secret show at May Halls, which is just mm-hmm. like a venue I just really wanted to play, she was the headline. Oh, she's, she's really, yeah, she's wonderful. She's I great. met her um, at a at a mic in um, Sherman Oaks, and we found out that she and I actually grew up. She's a bit older than I am, but she and I grew up like two streets away from each other in like the little, oh, that's funny. little small town. Yeah, so it was this little like small world thing where we met each other and we followed each other on Instagram. So, but she's an absolute sweetheart. She's very yeah, very she- very funny. She was really nice. She was really nice. She was really funny. She told me I was funny. She was cool. Um, I just thought I, I thought that was funny that uh, you brought her up because I was like I was going to talk about that. Um, yeah, dude, your your uh, your house show is definitely one of the best times this year. Um, that was fun. I definitely want to do it again. I was legit expecting to walk in and there be people like sitting on your floor and your couches like 10 people and then i walk in and there's like 40 people in like proper chairs and i'm like holy shit this is crazy Can you rent chairs for that <laughs> yeah i rented chairs it wasn't that, i thought it'd be a really expensive it was only like 60 dollars yeah well, that's not bad and the guy I ripped me off yeah it would it would have been like 30 or 40 but he was like oh we don't got the cheap chairs you gotta rent the chairs that are like a, they're like a buck a piece, but they didn't have those. So he was like, "Oh, you gotta rent the good ones that are a uh, buck fifty a piece." I was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, I thought there's yeah, not yeah. even chairs that cost a dollar. I said, "You think you're just scamming me?" But Did they like, drop them off? No, no. I I waited too long. 
Uh, they would have, but they were like, yeah, we don't, we don't have any appointments for drivers. We're all booked up. And it was only in Parma. And uh, surprisingly, they, they, they fit in my, all, all in my car. That's great. I have a, that yeah, I have amazing, a really man. deep trunk and they fit perfectly. Um, and I had to put like five in the back seat. Yeah, it worked out. Worked out. I was going to get a keg, but uh, kegs are just a hassle. Dude, that was probably one of the worst sets I've had this year, and I and I still had a great time. <laughs> um, really? It went it went a little it went a little long. I was just super fucked up, and I because I was like one of the last comics to go on. Yeah, what were you doing? You were already doing like another show, though, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I did that uh, imposter show, that Four City Brewery, or whatever that night. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a fun time. But I was, uh, I was pretty trashed when I went up, and I remember, I remember uh, Mickey Genosi like killed right in front of me with like all this dark shit. So I was, I was <laughs> drunk, and I'm like, I'm just gonna start off with the dark shit, <laughs> and they fucking hated it. Dude. I can't believe yeah. we found out he had burned down a garage that night. That's pretty crazy. Well, he didn't burn it down that night, but we found out that night that he burned a garage down. Oh, I didn't oh know. yeah, 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 my buddy. Um, when he's he the was nicest in, guy, he's yeah, he's the nicest guy in the world. Um, he uh, who was that? Who's doing crowd work on it? Ask that. I did. I was like, I was expecting Ehab to hit me with like a like, oh, I'd stolen apple or something like that. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, dude. He was Holy he was a asshole back in the day. Yeah, Apparently. he was. Uh, they found like a like somebody made like a Molotov cocktail, um, <laughs> and they found it and they did it and they were gonna throw it and just kind of like watch it just burn, but they threw it too close to the garage and I guess it just like caught the whole garage on fire. And uh, there was a like, like they burned it down, and uh, like there was like an empty lot there for years. Like they just recently replaced it, and uh, yeah, he never got questioned by the police for like arson or anything. Oh my god, he got away with it at the end. Of the Dude, day. he was like, yeah, it was one of the scariest like things I've like ever done. He he told me he was like, yeah, I just uh, we ran home and I didn't leave my house for a week. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like. He was like, yeah, there was like fire trucks. People were panicking. I was like, yeah, you could have, because uh, Lakewood's so close together. I was like, dude, you could have like lit your whole neighborhood on fire. Right? Or like, who knows how many people could have seen it? I mean, you're talking yeah. about six months later, they might hit you up and be like, hey. Well, some Molotov cocktail feels like it would be ATF territory where like the feds are getting involved. Right? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was something or like they, they did. I think they found it. They found like a like liquor bottle. With like a rag in it, and they're like, oh, like let's light it on fire, like you see in Grand Theft Auto, and uh, um, they threw it. Yeah. Can I be a super nerd and tell the story of Molotov cocktails real quick? Because it's super badass. I would love yes. to hear it. So yeah. the um, the Soviets are invading. I think it's I think it's Finland, and uh, they are dropping just bombs on bombs on bombs on the Finns, and uh, there's a Soviet. Uh, like parliament member named Molotov. His name was Molotov. And he was like, no, 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 we're not dropping bombs. We're dropping food packages. It's aid. It's food aid packages. And so the Finnish resistance invented this thing where they put gasoline in a bottle and soaked a gasoline rag and threw it. And they said, it's a cocktail to go with Molotov's food. And that's where the, that's where Molotov cocktail comes from. Huh. <laughs> Aren't they that's used awesome. to like suffocate people in tanks? Like 
too. You know what, Jimmy? I don't know. Um, that's what I heard was like, uh, it's like a anti-tank weapon. It's not really to like burn down like buildings or like catch people on fire. It's uh, you said you tanks. I thought you said kinks. No, and I was like, Jimmy, I don't know what websites you're winding up on. All right. Uh, but they, you should probably be on a list for those. No, too. tanks. Tanks. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and it, it catches the tank on fire and the people like overheat and it burns up like all the oxygen inside the tank and they like cook alive. Hell yeah. I guess I could see that. I could see that burning up all the oxygen. I don't know how long it would take. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 what I thought they were they were for. Brandon, what about what about what about you, Brandon? What was your favorite moment this year? It's a tough one, man. Um the Rubber City Fest was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, uh, Cleveland Comedy Fest was fun too. That roast yeah. battle. Yeah. <laughs> that roast yeah, battle my- at the Rubber City Festival was the shit. That yeah. was one of the. Is that where we all got COVID? Comedy. Uh, probably. I think. I think uh, it was just throughout the weekend because <laughs> a ton of work after that. No, I mean I that's what everybody City got. So. Yeah, that was the Rubber City Fest was when everybody got it. Um, I didn't get it. I, yeah, I wasn't there. I, I got a ton it. of work after that because I wasn't Same. there, and did, I was like one of five comedians that didn't have COVID. Dude, it's crazy because yeah. uh, Saturday night, the last night of the festival. Um, I definitely had COVID and didn't know it. And uh, uh, Brandon, Samantha, Archol, JC, and uh, uh, Deshaun France were all at my house until like six o'clock in the morning. Like, sh- like uh, I don't know, having a good time. And uh, nobody else got it. I don't think. I think you Samantha the only one. got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I think I think Samantha did get it. So just yeah. you and Samantha were the only two. Right? That entire I woke group. up Sunday just feeling like I was so hungover, and then and then I fucking I thought it was just a real bad hangover because I've been drinking for four days, <laughs> and then I see Drew Miller post on Facebook that he tested positive for COVID, and I'm like, shit, I should probably take a test. Took a test and it fucking came up positive. I'm like, fuck, and I got it bad on that Monday, dude. Like that Monday, it was off monday and tuesday were awful for me i was nervous for all the people that were traveling outside the country you know that were coming off of COVID fest yeah yeah i'm surprised jc didn't get it that was jc didn't uh you (laughs) uh, why can i not think of her name i feel terrible doctor uh what was her face on a friday night show at the rubber city doctor something who? She's a doctor? Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, Asian She's lady from China. City Comedy Festival. Um, She's a comic? Yeah. yeah. I, I fucking. She I was lo- on the I Six City Festival, too. Yeah, she was on Six City. I don't think she did Cleveland. Is it Dr. D? Is that what she goes yeah, by? Yeah, Dr. D. Yeah. Okay. I know. I knew she was just a one syllable short thing she keeps it to. But. Very funny lady. Very nice lady. Um, but I was like, holy shit. If she got COVID and had to fly all the way to China. Good She's not God. from China. She lives in New York. <laughs> she was going back to China after the oh, city okay. fest, <laughs> Yeah, she's an avid traveler, dude. You look at her Instagram page, it's just like a different country every picture. It's like, it's crazy. Um, Good for her. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Bob, what was your favorite moment? Uh, I mean, gotta be doing a doing a roast battle at the Friars Club in New York City. Or not a roast battle, but doing a, doing a roast at the Friars Club in New York City. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I saw pictures of that. That looked. That, that was cool. incredible, dude. It was. Yeah. It was. 
I mean, just like growing up as a huge fan of comedy and just being a big comedy nerd, just to be in the Friars Club alone was really dope. Um, and then to actually, you know, be in the suit and get up on that stage and, um, and actually perform there. Um, like I, I, I stay outside the city when I go to New York and stay in Stanford because it's just so much cheaper and it's, you know, 45 minute train ride. I remember getting off the train from Stanford to New York, like at Grand Central Station and then like walking down Park Avenue to the Friars Club and being like, holy f- shit. Yeah, you look, like, you look good in the suit, man. What's that? You look good in the suit, man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was super cool, man. And then just to be around the people that I was around, um, you know, uh, movie stars and models and all kinds of stuff like it just i felt very out of place there a little bit you know what i mean like it was you know but once i got up on stage it was just you know i just kept trying to remind myself like it's just like any other show yeah yeah you know um so it was really awesome it was just really cool and something that uh something i'll remember for a real long time yeah yeah i don't know i uh i definitely have like uh a couple of things that i wanted to mention um one, two of them actually involve the same people. Um, uh, John Armstrong's night headlining at, at hilarities with Joe Briggs featuring. That was like a big night for, uh, Cleveland comedy. And then, um, the last, the last night of the, uh, Cleveland comedy festival, uh, where Mickey Genosi hosted and Joe Briggs and John Armstrong were on the main stage with Ian finance. Um, I just thought they represented Cleveland really well because they all three killed, and uh, it was a great show. Um, meeting Sam Talent was fucking awesome because I love I love running the light that book, and uh, he was super weird and, <laughs> and and hilarious. Like he he murdered with like doing no material at all, just straight crowd work for 20 minutes was that at hilarities or a secret show it's a secret show at mahal's yeah he like walked into the kitchen where all the comics were standing and every single person he'd walk up and shake your hand and say hi my name's sam talent how you doing hey he was super nice dude (laughs) Yeah. yeah uh but my favorite um my favorite moment of the year um was probably the first time um, I got a guest set at Hilarities. Um, I mean, hosting there was cool, but um, the first time that uh, I actually got like the email from Sam asking me to come up and do a guest set and doing the guest set, that was one of my huge goals for this year was to just get on that stage. Um, other than doing jokes on you, which I've done several times and love doing, but it's not the same as uh, actually being asked to you know like it's 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 a big deal and uh i don't know the hosting weekend there was really fun but it was a little bit harder to enjoy because you have uh so much shit that you have to worry about that like you have to make sure you say like all the stuff that they like to hear you say and shit um Mm -hmm. and then i fucked up on one of the shows and uh completely forgot to announce Raj Suresh who was doing a guest set <laughs> and, and just went straight to 
<laughs> Brian Kenny was featuring. And uh it wasn't it wasn't like that big of a deal. I mean we put Raj up after Brian and uh the booker wasn't real mad at me or anything, so <laughs> but it was just something that I would never do and I just did because I was so in my head about shit and uh that's something I hope to change this year. Um real quick before we get into resolutions, I wanted to see something interesting that uh um there's two people right now that I think do Trump impressions really well. Uh and <laughs> And I just wanted to play. I wanted to play both of them. Just we have to guess which who's who's doing the impression. No, you'll know. You'll know because one of them's a, part of a stand-up special. Um, but just listening to both of them and see who you guys think does it better. Uh, this is the uh, from the Shangilla special live in Austin. Cruz <laughs> talking about the economy in the middle of it. He's just like Ted's wife, ugly as a dog. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> Ted, Ted was like, "I'm from Texas. You don't talk about a man's family like that." You've got a dog wife, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> Yeah, and a week later, Ted Cruz was on TV like, I support Donald J. <laughs> it's like, you pussy. <laughs> I will say this. One thing that sucked about Trump losing was, for me, was because I just figured out kind of how to do his voice. <laughs> that I just, it's not hard to do Trump. It's very, all you have to do, that, just do that. Do that a second off from where it should be in the sentence. And then all you like, you don't have to sound like him. All you have to do is like get his cadence down. It's very easy. All you have to do is like describe something and then say you described it that way. That's it. It's every time. Like, dude, what a big room this is. I walked in here. I said, wow, what a big room. <laughs> That's it. Every time. Austin. A lot of homeless. <laughs> I walked in here. I said, "Wow, that's a lot of homeless." <laughs> you guys got it. You got a lot of homeless. You Was got it. Dehomed. Dehomed <laughs> would be yeah. Unhoused. 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 Um, and this is, is the same fucking thing. This is the uh, this is the guy from Saturday Night Live, James Austin Johnson. Uh, he's very good at it. This is Trump complaining about Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, 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 they call him Scooby-Doo, they call show Scooby-Doo, but Scooby doesn't do anything, Scooby is not involved, half the time Scooby's not even involved, he's just a bystander, it's one of the worst deals we've ever had, to call a show Scooby-Doo and then not deliver on Scooby-Doo, it's not a show about a dog sniffing its ass, okay? This is your show up with the mystery team are in a van, and they walk around and they do, you know, they they figure out, you know, mystery. They're solving mystery, and Scooby is not involved in any way, shape, form. Scooby, frankly, gets much too much attention, money. We're giving way too much attention to Mr. Scooby, and he's not doing anything. Scooby do, he doesn't do so we call him Scooby, but he doesn't do. 
We call him Scooby, but he doesn't do it. It's a terrible deal. <clears throat> the show, by the way, we were talking about who actually was doing anything, solving mystery and helping crime, stopping the bad guys who are really not so bad. If you talk to some of these guys, they just <laughs> want to remake the world into a better place if it wasn't for these meddlesome kids and their stupid dog. Okay? But we're doing a show about mystery team. You know, they saw me. I'm, I'm going to go with Shane. I think Shane has the better. I have like I have a two part answer for this. I think Shane has a has a better voice. But if you put a transcript in front of me of of what what this guy is saying, and we're like it was like Trump said this, I'd be like, yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah, hundred percent. This guy's like, got the advantage. He's, he's defending. He's, he's defending like the. The, the businessman. You know, like, oh, I was thinking that too. I was uh, like, Trump would absolutely, I don't know that he's yeah, a Scooby Doo villain, but he would definitely, he's definitely sympathized with the villains. And like, I'm sorry that, that his parents didn't know how to love him, but like, that's no reason to fucking just grow up and decide to be a Scooby Doo villain. You can't be that. shocked that someone's pissed at these fucking kids and their dog for breaking in and enterings and, and solving their conspiracy shits. So I would be a little mad about that. Yeah, my question is, how'd those fucking people get paid? Like, did the town come together and they're like, hey, we, you know what, thank you for uncovering that it was old Mr. Johnson at the fucking lumber mill. Uh, here's here's $50 it, for gas and a fucking $15 subway card. Like, how how nice. did they survive, man? They I don't know. Dibs, really dibs, dibs on this bit. <laughs> uh, I don't pay taxes, like I assume. They, uh, they have rich parents. All their Daphne. I would rich. believe that. I would believe that Fred uh, and Daphne Fred, have rich. Parents. Fred are rich. Shaggy's just like a bum, so he just survives. It's and, not uh, that expensive to live in a van and wear the same. Zalma whores herself out. Yeah, they're sex workers. Yeah, and they have fine. To to I'm gonna, things. I'm gonna make a bold statement right here that Velma is the Samwise Gamgee of, of uh, the mystery team. She, she carries the, the load, bottom. man. She's the hero. Um, I'm Legolas. I guess I can roll with that. John, we can edit this out, right? We can edit out my hot Lord of the Rings Scooby Doo take. Depends on how many people agree with it. Yeah. Um, but Samwise isn't the hero of Lord of the Rings. False. Sam is absolutely the the hero of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Legolas said it himself, dude. No. Legolas is the hero. Stop. We're not having a Lord of the Rings discussion on the <laughs> podcast. Legolas is the coolest. Listen, this is a, this is a family matter. That's another one of my favorite comedy <laughs> moments of 2022. I found out that Jimmy and I are like third cousins. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no. I figured it out the other day. We are. Okay. So your grandfather and or my grandfather, your mom, first cousins. So that makes us. Fuck. I had it in my head. That makes us. So your mom and my mom. Would be first cousins once removed. We're second cousins, or we're second cousins once removed, or something. There you go. This is wild. Um, or third. Yeah, Jimmy cousin. and I are related. So going this back into a whole Mari episode. Going back to the Trump thing, I do think James Austin Johnson is a lot better on SNL than he was just walking down the street. Yeah, he was also walking, um, doing a, yeah. like a live TikTok. Yeah. Shane Gillis was like mic'd up and like. There's like production value, but uh, well, for yeah, like, but like, like, improv- did, like improving Trump talking about Scooby Doo, I thought that yeah. was perfect. But I it's it was very perfect. funny oh. to me that like everybody that's decent at doing Trump, um, scrunches up their face in the same way when they're talking, 
It's oh, a, that's, you, how, that's what his face looks like. Yeah, it's like you head. have to. It's like you have to do that to get the voice right. Like, you yeah. know what blows my <laughs> mind? What what I like? What I really struggle to wrap my mind around sometimes is that people tried to overthrow the country for that guy. <sighs> yeah, like people I, wanted that guy to be the very fucking, charismatic. There were people I would consider it, but like not him, not him. Like, would you overthrow the country for Obama? Nah, probably Racist. not. Yeah. No, dude, I wouldn't Racist. overthrow the country for anybody. <laughs> like, fucking. Who would you overthrow the country for, John? Nobody. Nobody. I, see. I believe in democracy, dude. It's... What about Macho Man Randy Savage? What about Macho Man Randy Savage? I don't know. Jesse Ventura did a bang up job. Yeah, He's you know, sarcasm, by the way, if anyone yeah. couldn't detect um... that. <laughs> he had that great show, Conspiracy Theories with Jesse Ventura. Oh, who does the bit about conspiracy theories with Jesse Ventura? Is it Jamie Jomian? I think so. Where where he uh, he talks about Jesse Ventura just going to the airport and like uh, banging on like locked doors, just going, "Let me in, let me in." (laughs) (laughs) I know, uh, I know. I think I think Pete's favorite moment of 2022 was uh, when Marcelo Hernandez got cast on Saturday Live. <laughs> we should really give it. a shout out to the That's first person to to headline Grindstone officially, uh, Bob McClure. Oh yeah, yeah. When we is that for real? Did on. I really do that? Yeah, it was you. Oh, and, uh, Joe I Briggs. killed that show. That's my fault, guys. I'm sorry. No, you can't keep it, up. Yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a inevitability inevitability because they didn't. Uh, I think one of the big problems with that place was that they didn't really want to commit to doing comedy. Um, but they also wanted comedy every yeah. Friday. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it was quite the opposite. I think it was, they wanted to do it every Friday, regardless of whether or not there was a crowd or what happened. They didn't want to help you add to the right. show. Right. To me, that's not, tickets. Yeah, to me, that's not being committed because... It would have been a better show if they would have if they would have Soul listened tickets. to the person who ran it. They, and, made, a, they made a great salmon dinner, though. I will say that. Yeah, say, used, man, after they the stole their food, was real, real good. It was down. It was after it was so good when it like like when COVID when COVID happened and that was like one of the few spots and you're like, ah, oh, it's Friday. I can get time. And I can get free food. And the place yeah. is fucking really good. And then they sold and like. Just ever, like all the ingredients that you use are just like, yeah. You know what is a dope Service show that should away. get talked about a lot more is John's show in Menor at Stadium. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to the owner about uh, doing that again soon. Um, I have talked I'm, a headliner about about doing a weekend um, that I'm going to try to get worked out with a place in Rocky River who is not. Is this the one you talked to me about? Email me back yet. Yeah. Big if, big if <laughs> true. Big if true. If just yeah, if so pull this off, it's pretty big. I gotta uh I gotta go talk to that place in person. Um, but they have like an event coordinator and I emailed her and she never emailed me back. So um but it looks it's called Wine Bar in Rocky River. I really wanna check it out. It's uh it seems like a cool spot. Um I saw that they have done ticketed events in the past, so um, if it's is it the same person like you've talked to all of us about? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I just don't a local, want to a local headliner. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to say it until, oh. until right. Yeah, right. no, no, I wouldn't say it, but um, if, I mean, if it can happen, it'll be super dope. Yeah, um, but, uh, I also have. Uh, if that place doesn't work out, I also have a place that would really like. We could we could talk about it after after the podcast. Yeah. Um. Just because, uh, but I, I there's a place near me who really wants to do comedy. Okay. And uh, really wants to to do some stuff. So um. Yeah. We could talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I want to definitely get some more. That's a goal of mine for 2023 is I want to definitely get some more shows started. Um, and, uh, it's, That's my it's, goal. It, it, it's tough, man, because it's, you actually have to find time on a weekend or something to actually go talk to these people because most bar owners and <sighs> bar management just like will not respond. To emails or phone calls yeah yeah you gotta go in there <coughs> I, have to, I have to do that soon yeah but um but yeah man uh we'll talk about uh what time is it? yeah we'll talk about resolutions here um does anybody have anything they want to start with yeah go ahead uh read more and uh start start my own ship read running the light Maybe I'm almost done with my book. I have ten more pages of my my book. I might read that. Yeah, Running the Light is one of the like not just because it's a book about comedy. It's one of the best books I've ever read. I think, and uh, it's going to be a movie soon. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just read more. And hell yeah, he wants to more, <laughs> Jimmy wants to be a more cultured man. I think I want to start submitting to more things i'm real bad about that i'm bad about asking to get on shows that's something yeah take care of yeah i just want to take my comedy like more seriously be more aggressive if they get on book shows like ask people yeah yeah stop getting into fights at karaoke bars i should probably be up there i think you should keep getting into fights at karaoke bars (laughs) uh bob uh get, get everything together for my my wedding and honeymoon um is that really a resolution i think you have to do that i know <laughs> <laughs> um no i uh yeah i went i went to the doctor so do some do some health stuff do some stuff for my health uh so i can stick around for a little bit after my wedding and honeymoon uh you know and enjoy that fuck it dude Live fast, die young. <laughs> right. No, you, um, don't go blind. I agree, I, you know, Brandon, I agree with you. Like, I haven't, I don't submit to stuff. Like, I'm not super aggressive. Um, so I'd like to submit. I know I have a good tape. I'd like to submit more and I need to write more. So those are my, yeah. those are my big ones. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, I mean, I guess it's the same with me. It's just, um, submitting more and, uh, being more consistent with, my emails to clubs um because i i'll get on a streak where i'm doing it every three weeks and then i just stop because i get discouraged um and that's something that you can't really do because it takes a long time to get into clubs um Mm -hmm. i had one of the uh headliners that i've worked with that i really respect um same headliner that we were talking about earlier that i didn't want to name um that said they like I was shocked that said they just got into a club that I figured they were into a long time ago, you know? And it's like, 
well, if it's taking them that long, <laughs> you know, like I shouldn't yeah. get discouraged because I don't get an email back after emailing them three times or whatever. Like it's just that. And, uh, the writing shit, I just want to keep what I'm doing now going. Um, I'm writing like seven jokes a day during the week. So that's 35 jokes a week. And I would say probably one or two of them are good enough to try every day. So, um, there's obviously going to be too many to try because we don't get that much mic time here. Yeah. I'm going to have to take like the best ones and, and try them out and, and work on them while the other ones sit on the back burner. But uh, my goal is really with this writing project I'm doing is to double my time that I have in the next year. That's It took me three years, three and a half years to get a half hour, and I want to double that in the next in the next year. Um, and there's no reason why I can't do it at the pace that I'm writing. It's just grinding with mics and actually getting out there and working, perfecting the jokes. That's something that I, I think I've gotten away from a little bit. Um, um, <coughs> like the grinding of um, really, really working on the same set of jokes and perfecting them like I used to. Um, it's it's something that you have to do and it just sucks, but you have to do it. And it's, and it's, uh, it's something where like, if you just try new shit all the time, you're never going to have anything that like really become solid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it sucks to go to a mic and do the same shit that people heard last week or whatever, but dude, dude you know what I've been, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge, like I'm very guilty of like, I've been working on shit for, three years because like i'm such a perfectionist that to me it's like it can always be better mm-hmm. um like the bit's never really done yeah is that like yeah. a fear of judgment amongst your peers or is that more so like an inward thing on yourself where if, you, if this joke doesn't land the way you want to you're i don't know i mean i think it's a little bit of both there. without getting into like a fucking therapy appointment um <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's a little bit of both um you know but i i think recently at least i've done more new stuff and it's been going okay so yeah i think with the with the uh not wanting to do the same shit at at the same mics is just like um i don't know when you get when you get to a when you get to a when you get to a point where you're usually where you're usually one of the funnier people on a show and and then you go to a mic like you feel like you're expected to be funny you know I, I mean? yeah, like i fully identify with that dude yeah so it's it's like when i go to when i go to like lvt like i want to try all new shit which i did last week and it went pretty well but like at the same time like i want to like if there's anybody new there i want them to know that i'm funny you know what i mean like yeah. like it's it's so, kind of fun though, like if you have a joke that devolves and then you start doing crowd work or something like that. Like sometimes when it goes off the rails in LVT, it can be really fun too. Yeah, LVT is yeah. the one place that I feel really comfortable uh, telling the crowd to go fuck themselves if they don't laugh at one of my jokes too. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, I feel more comfortable in general in that room than any other room in that I that I do, other than Funny Stop probably. That's but good. that's yeah. good. I mean, I'm glad I'm creating a safe environment. It, it's not that. It's just the room I do the most other than funny oh, stuff. Oh, fuck you. 
If we can just get John to stop telling trans jokes, I think we're be a lot better yeah, off. I'll tell you what, we're back to trans jokes. Full circle. The last couple times I've been to LBT, um, it's been Jimmy outside freaking out uh, half an hour before the show. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do, dude. Nobody's coming. I don't know what the fuck to do. And then, That's me every Wednesday. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, like, and then by the time I go up, like, six or seven comics in, it's a good fucking show. You know? I mean, it's like, it's you've been getting good crowds. It's just like. Yeah. Whoa. I just, dude, running shows is, like, the worst part of comedy. It is. There's so much pressure because it's, like, it's, like, you want everybody to have a good time. You want everybody to have a good set. You want everybody to, like, laugh. And that's just one edit open mic just isn't going to fucking happen. I, I like an open mic should be like, yeah, come up, say whatever, get drunk. You're just saying it. So when you say it on a good show, like, you know where the words go. You know, you, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like making muscle memory. Um, so when you do it, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, for, for real, it, you, you know what you're doing. But yeah, I don't know. There's just like, I, I don't know. I put a lot of pressure on, on it. Like, oh, fuck. This is like, I'm ruining this. I think yeah. there's something to do with like weekly shows too, though, where there's a lot of pressure for that type of a thing, and then and you know, not everybody's going to come every week because yeah, it's just unrealistic. Yeah, like I have other stuff to do. Like I was going to maybe go to Judd's, and I was like, I'd rather do this than get a minute of time. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I haven't done the lightning round, but <laughs> I just don't know about. Sometimes I don't have like a full five minutes, like that. I really want to say. That. And I'm like, you know what? I just have one. It, it is nice in the sense if I just have like one new joke I want to try out. I'm like, yeah, okay, I did that. Yeah. Boopity boop, it worked. Um, so it, it sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's like, you know, other people like I'm like I have a place where I know I can do as much as I want every week. So like yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but I do think for people who don't have a show or you know can't go to you know mics, uh, should should be able to get. You know, minutes yeah well it's like with me dude like i i have the choice of of going to burnt pickle and doing 15 to 20 yeah or going to and doing one minute like i'm not going to drive 45 minutes to do one minute like why would you yeah and i can do ended time at burnt pickle like it just and i'm uh i'm glad that started up i want to start something up in kent on mondays i think if i can uh, find a place because we need another. We need a Monday mic. Go uh, to Taco Tano's. Yeah, I will. I just uh, have two Monday Taco Tano's mics. They have two. Oh, you mean Taco Tano's in Kent? There's nowhere to do it there. Oh yeah, there's it is not really anywhere. Yeah, it's the one in Cleveland either. No, but the but Kent does. Are you gonna go to like Water Street or? I don't think Water Street wants to do it from what I've heard. Um, but there's some new places in Kent. Um, that I think could be decent. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, Takatano's in Kent is like a very small room. Like it's like it's only got like five, six tables. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but but yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I hope everybody has a good New Year. If I don't see you, and I'm gonna uh, kiss you at midnight. Does anybody have anything to promote coming up? Nope. Certain storytellers, Mike, with uh, oh, yeah. little James Killius yeah. and myself, as well as uh, John and Bob. That's next Tuesday? Yeah. Yes, January that's next 3rd? Tuesday. It's the first Tuesday of the month at Funny Stop Comedy Club. It's a storytelling show. It's called Storytime with John and Bob. 
Fun's fifty first um, jokes. The what, wow! Eighth? Interrupt my eighth. pitch, much? The eighth. Sorry. The <laughs> eighth. Yeah, the eighth. Go on, Bob. Before you were so rudely interrupted. My bad. It's a show where we get everybody together and we tell funny stories. Fuck you, Jimmy. Well, I, I, I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't mean to do that. Um, God damn. We might have done it. I have, I have some stuff. Uh, 51st Jokes, of course, January 8th. Um, it's one of the funnest nights of the year, I think, for Cleveland Comedy. It's just like a Christmas party <laughs> for for every because everybody goes. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, that same week I am going to be at, I, th- I think it's called, what's the, now that's class place called now or whatever the Flem's doing. Now that's class. That's, that's class. That's class. No class. No, no class. class. Yeah. Uh, no class on January 12th. That's. Uh, oh yeah. I'm doing that too. Flem loves room. Um, and then, uh, keep interrupting people. January 13th and 14th, me and Bob will be around the Columbus area uh, in Carroll, Carroll, Ohio, and Delaware, Ohio. I don't even know where those shows are at yet, so hit me up for those. Um, That's with the Midwest Comedy Tour. Those are always fun shows. That's crazy. On the 14th, I'm going to be at the New Erie Movie House uh, ownership situation to scope how that's going to be. It's going to be fun. Nice. Nice. And I got one more uh, that I just found about. Found out about tonight, uh, January 20th. Um, I'll be at a place called Pennington's in Jewett, Ohio. I think it's like right outside of Canton. Um, and what was the name of that one? The, Penning- the city? Pennington's in uh, Jewett. Oh, okay. Ohio. Um, the female Jew. Um, and that'll be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, featuring for... Uh, uh, Vince Carone from Chicago, I think. Uh, yeah, I just found out about that tonight. So, um, check that out. John Brown comedy on everything. Brandon, uh, poor man Petrie on everything. Jimmy, naughty little comedy boy. <laughs> naughty little comedy boy underscore four twenty sixty nine. Oh uh, yeah, Bob McClure uh, at Big McClure B I G M C C L U R E. Oh yeah. Um, that's one thing real quick before we get out of here that I think we could all make a resolution <laughs> to do is to, uh, create more online content. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did. Uh, I, did. So, I, uh, editing. I restarted. I'm going to, I, I'm fucking waiting on my 30 days to be up so I can claim, uh, my TikTok name again. Cause I, I changed my name so that, uh, I could restart my TikTok because I heard that that's better for the algorithm to uh, start fresh and just start posting every day. So right now I'm building up a bank of videos <laughs> to post. Dude, I'll tell you what. The, are you going to do the one chip challenge finally with uh, oh. Jimmy? Jimmy said he would be down. I do it. Gotta have Not milk. a chance. You got to have milk. Um, Don't be a pussy. Yes. <laughs> don't be a pussy it's a maybe um so that's a yes i don't it feel like it's be. original though like it's like how many people have done that yeah but people would watch yeah. it yeah um but we'll uh come up with some original stuff yeah dude we, we it's not it is not fun <laughs> watching 
hours and hours of podcasts trying to find a, a funny moment to fucking clip out, dude. It is it is not. Mm. Dude. I have like I think what like a hundred and something episodes of video on my computer that I just keep going through trying to find shit. Mm-hmm. It is not the greatest time. I will, <laughs> I will Yeah, it's that. a lot easier just to edit them and put them on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to, but but podcast clips do really well though, like especially if it's something topical that people are talking about currently. Like yeah. That's what happened with that fucking one video that we had that has like twelve thousand views is that it was uh, we were talking about that gay dog situation. Oh yeah, yeah, and Kyle Hornhorse was like, "I bet he didn't use the word gay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was and that was like right whenever there was a lot of shit going on in the LGBTQ community. So it like bumped it up in the algorithm. So like if you if you and I didn't even realize it at the time, but if you like figure out like how to create clips that that like have to do with current events, it bumps it up some. Hmm. We'll do so, a Kanye episode. I mean, we can. <laughs> we can. I heard uh, uh, I, I was going to play a little interview, but it wasn't that interesting about Kim Kardashian talking about co-parenting with Kanye. I thought it was going to be a lot funnier. That's got to be wild. It's just sad. Yeah, the man needs help. Yeah. That's sad, dude. Yeah, yeah. he needs but, help. All right, guys. It was good. Right. Yeah, this will come out sometime in the next couple of days. Bye, everybody. All right, Bye. folks. Goodbye. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.